our podcast this evening is about a kidney disease advocate named Uncle Jim Myers. Uncle Jim Myers is a kidney transplant recipient who experienced polycystic kidney disease. I don't know if you know anything about polycystic kidney disease, but it it's a disease that uh, definitely affects the kidneys with tumors and cysts, uh, poly meaning many, cystic meaning cysts, so polycystic kidney disease. Yeah, Uncle Jim is an amazing advocate for kidney disease, and as I listened to his podcast and watched the live broadcast, I often wondered if Jim knew that he was the kidney disease advocate that all of us are trying to model ourselves after. Um, It's apparent to me that Jim is the best, and he's the best in the game. And if I wanted to try to be like someone as far as advocacy is concerned, it would be Uncle Jim Myers. Uncle Jim is an amazing individual who I had the privilege of meeting in person at the National Kidney Summit by the National Kidney uh, Foundation. And uh, it was an incredible meet uh, because Jim had no idea that I was coming. And uh, when I showed up, Uncle Jim was as real and as authentic as I thought that he would be. And his personality was incredible. And I really enjoyed meeting Uncle Jim Myers in person. And I, I hope to continue to learn from Jim. And I hope that I continue to um, soak up uh, as much knowledge as I can from the likes of Uncle Jim Myers. Uncle Jim also is a podcast host, and uh, he uh, interviews incredible uh, doctors and kidney dietitian patients. And um, you know he does a great job with his uh, Kidney Stories Two podcast. And uh, what an incredible advocate! So without further ado, here's our live broadcast on the one, the only, Uncle Jim Myers. Whether you faced a traumatic life event or a near-death experience, overcome great challenges and adversity, We share stories just like these right here on our Hope with Jonathan podcast. Hello, my name is Jonathan Trailer. Back in July of 2019, I crashed right into dialysis. It was one of the most scariest times of my life. Without a lot of knowledge of chronic kidney disease, I really didn't know what I was fighting. And I was really scared, didn't know where to turn to. We share warrior stories similar to these right here on our Hope with Jonathan podcast. So come follow us and listen as we journey into the deep right here on the Hope with Jonathan podcast. Hope with Jonathan podcast is a Hope Media production. Never let hope become a memory. Hope with Jonathan Podcast is a Hope Media production.
wires on. So we're going to go ahead and uh, welcome Jim to the show. And let me hit the button right here. Hey, Uncle Jim, welcome to Hope with Jonathan. Hey, John. How you doing, Jim? Doing all right, buddy. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, I, I wanted to have you on the show tonight, and I wanted to feature you. Um, I really feel like you are uh, a huge influence in the in the kidney community, and uh, I wanted to uh, have you on. So why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and, and let everybody know who you are and where you're where you're from. Sure. Uh, I'm Jim Myers. I'm from Hammond, Indiana. I'm a polycystic kidney disease patient over 42 years now. Um, I've lost five members of my family to PKD, including my dad. I was diagnosed when I was 25. I ended up on dialysis at the age of 58. I had a kidney transplant at the age of 62. Uh, I'm 68 years old now, and I'm a pretty active kidney advocate. In particular, my specialty is uh, kidney advocacy on social media. That's right, and uh, that's where I believe I, I actually got connected with you was through the power of uh, social media and networking and, uh, you know, being able to uh, – find other people in the kidney community. And once you kind of put yourself out there that you're a kidney patient, I, I believe people just start kind of flocking to you. It's a, it's a large family. Uh, so we um, kind of connected that way, I think, over over Facebook or, or one of the apps anyway. Yeah, I, I know you're out there. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm like you. I think we should take advantage of uh, as many apps and uh, opportunities as we can to kind of talk about uh, kidney disease and, and talk about different aspects of it. And um, the, the, a great way to do it is social media. Absolutely. Yep. My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and another thing, I, I, I want to thank you again for this opportunity uh, to have you on my show. But um, some years back, whenever I crashed into dialysis and had one of the most uh, unreal traumatic events of my life, uh, being wheeled into a you know an ER by way of helicopter and crashing into kidney failure and waking up on a dialysis machine without any uh, prior education of kidney disease or dialysis or anything uh, prior. Uh, it was quite a traumatic event. And guys like uh, Kent Bressler, who I mentioned before, uh, and uh, Uncle Jim Myers, um, you know, were introduced to me um, early on. And uh, Kent had me on his podcast, which is an audio podcast. If you haven't checked that out, I'll give a shameless plug for Kent's Kidney Stories podcast. It's, it's a great podcast. Um, but anyway, Ken had me on that advocating for me, a kidney donor. And then not too long after I was on, uh, kidney stories too, with uncle Jim Myers. Um, and, uh, I really appreciate that opportunity, uncle Jim. 
Stahl. No worries. Very happy to have you on. Need to have you back. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun to uh, do these podcasts and uh, get on live and, and talk and share amongst ourselves. Uh, and, and it's a great way to get caught up with uh, each other and, and see what everybody, you know, where everybody's at and w- what's going on currently. But uh, one, of the, one of the questions that I have for you, I think, was, uh, if you wanted to share, maybe, uh, you know, we're not we're not going to take too much time tonight, of course, and, and no way am I sh- rushing you to uh, not share your complete story. But uh, if you wanted to maybe share, uh, you know, some parts of, of your story and, and about PKD um, and, and how it affected you. When I was 25. Um, it runs in my family. I've lost five members of my family to polycystic kidney disease, uh, including my dad. It came to a blow to me initially when I was diagnosed. I was working as a a trial attorney at that time in Chicago for uh, a big shot lawyer. His name was Leonard Ring. And I knew that the effect this was going to have on my life because of seeing it up close and personal uh, with my father. So I was very concerned about that. The way things have worked out, uh, Jonathan, I think that that was a break for me long-term in a lot of ways Mm. because I was able to apply my, my talents and my abilities and my interests to raising awareness for kidney disease and to educating my fellow kidney patients. And that's in all aspects of things. As you mentioned, I frequently advocate to my members of Congress, both locally and nationally. Uh, When I was on dialysis, uh, they were trying to pass legislation uh, to limit funding for dialysis units that would have taken away support people that would have taken away technicians, that would have taken away our social worker, we would have lost some of our nurses. When I looked around the room, um, I thought to myself, you know, who's gonna fight this? And the people that I was taking dialysis with, they were bringing them to the center in an ambulance, they were wheeling them in on gurneys, they were in wheelchairs, they were in canes, they were using walkers. And, you know, I was like the youngest guy there, okay? And the more I looked around, I thought, you know, these guys are taking advantage of people that can't fight back. This has got to be like shooting fish in a barrel to them. And it just made me angry. And, John, I got to be honest with you. I do some of my best work when I'm a little angry, okay? So um, I joined a bunch of advocacy groups like the NKF the AAKP, the American Kidney Fund. I put together a petition on change.org arguing against the law. I talked to anybody. I I wrote 100 newspapers. I did countless interviews, and we managed to slow them down a bit, and eventually, uh, you know, they gave up because it it was such an unpopular thing. So Having a little success in my advocacy, I thought, this is what I'm meant to do. 
uh, you know, this, this is all those years I went through uh, with my education, all those years of practicing law and doing trial work, all of the, those years of arguing and representing and taking up the sword for other people who maybe didn't speak so well for themselves and, and were just being taken advantage of. Uh, that That's all been a benefit to me. And that is the thing that motivates my advocacy. What I don't want is I don't want people to go through the same things that I've gone through, that my family members have gone through, in particular, what my dad went through. If I can do something that raises awareness, that educates people, that gives them a little bit of a heads up, that's that's what I'm I'm all about. That's yeah. what I, I try to yeah. accomplish with my kidney advocacy. Yeah, and that's huge, you know, in guys like my case where I crashed into dialysis and didn't have any education on that. And we hear this quite a bit uh, from people that say, hey, I didn't know anything about kidney disease, you know, or I didn't I didn't see anything. We don't see commercials. Uh, we don't see much on TV or media, not much press coverage on the importance of knowing about kidney disease. So um, we got to keep talking about it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can remember I was just like you. I mean, even though shortly after I was diagnosed uh, by my family doctor, Dr. Black, he referred me to IU Health uh, down in Indianapolis. And uh, those doctors down there were, were looking after me. Eventually, my kidney function got down to the point where it was like 6%, 9%. And, uh, you know, I had to call an ambulance to, to come get me. And uh, I had trouble reaching my phone. I was laying on my bed. My phone was maybe six foot away from me. And I, I had difficulty getting it. And the ambulance drivers have been at my house so many times by that time that, uh, you know, they were calling me by my first name when, when they were asking me questions, you know. Sure. And, uh, uh, went to the hospital, got transferred down to to IU Health. They they put me on a strict kidney diet. They gave me high blood pressure medication for the PKD. And uh, Dr. Hellman was was looking after me down there. And uh, you know, I, I, again at the time, I, I you know I, I kind of fell into it like you did, I, and it was a, a blow to me because I realized I would not be able to do all the things that I have been doing. But the way it worked out is, you know, I, I, I'm an extrovert. I, 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 I took my talents and my ability to speak out for other people in a loud voice. And it's made me a, a much better kidney advocate. And I've really found my purpose in life, what I'm, what I'm supposed to do what yeah. I was brought here on earth to do. And that's to yeah. advocate for my fellow kidney patients. Absolutely. And in a way, you know, that's, that's kind of how I felt, you know, after I survived the, you know, this near death experience, it was like, I asked questions like, why did this happen to me? And I kind of had my pity party moment, you know, 
<clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so I, you know, I basically was asking, you know, why did this happen? And then I realized, you know, this happened to me for a reason. I needed to utilize this for the greater good and, and try to help other people. And I needed to share my story and talk about what happened because somebody down the line has experienced either the same thing or somebody's going to experience it, unfortunately. Um, and so, uh, and same with you. I mean, there's lots of PKD patients out there that have, you know, experienced kidney failure. So it, it was a good thing for me to, you know, get involved, I think, with not only advocacy, um, and, and but doing these podcasts and, and being involved with uh, different organizations. You already mentioned, uh, you know, NKF, AKF, AAKP. And, um, you know, I, I think that's huge. And that was one that was going to be one of my questions was, was how can how can people uh, maybe if they don't want to get involved on a level like me and you are where we're doing podcasts and we're making uh, we're sharing posters and pictures and flyers online. How can people get involved with kidney advocacy? What, what ways would you suggest if you wanted to get started? Well, the, the first thing I, I would suggest is to try and find a local kidney advocacy group. For example, uh, when I joined the National Kidney Foundation, I also joined the National Kidney Foundation of Indianapolis out of, uh, you know, uh, a desire to, to try and learn. And I, I would uh, subscribe to uh, Google Alerts. For example, I'd ask uh, you know them to send me kidney-related topics that that interest me, and I I would look for people that are more experienced, that have been down the road a little further than I have been. As you mentioned, people like Kent Bressler or Armand Halter. Uh, you know, people like that that have been around for a while. And, you know, I, I, I really, so folks know, a guy, guys like, like me and John, we hope you ask questions. You oh, know, we, we welcome your questions. You know, drop us a line, you know, find us on Facebook, find us on social media, send us an email. It's not like it's a big mystery where we're at, you know, we, we, we have footprints on social media that are big as a bears, man. So, yeah, you know, and if you have questions, you know, ask, I, I mean, I run a hundred groups on Facebook on, on different topics. Uh, I, I'm not hard to find. You can email me kidney stories at hotmail.com. That's right. kidney stories at hotmail.com. Or, you know, if you're in one of my groups or you see me on Facebook, uh, my handle on Facebook, Jim Myers, it's not that complicated, M-Y-E-R-S. You know, you have questions, reach out. And if I don't know the answer, I'll look it up. Sure. Okay. And, and sure. we'll try to give you a, a good response. And we're always happy to give you, you know, good resources and good people that you can associate with and you can learn something kidney solutions is one of those type of groups that that john mentioned i mean the the people in that group that run the group have over a hundred years worth of kidney experience and yeah. we want to help and it, it's like john also said it's free we're, we're not in this to make money off of our fellow kidney patients we're in this to try and raise awareness and, and to educate so 
it, you know, if you want to get uh, involved, that's one of the best ways to do it. To join a, a, a couple of advocacy groups, particularly if you can find one that's like local to you and uh, find guys uh, that you can relate to that are a little bit further down the road than, than you are. Um, I, I would read everything I could get my hands on. You know, if you have questions, go to Google, Google in your, your question. And, uh, you know, when stuff comes up about the particular kidney problem that you're interested in, I, I would read as much of that, that stuff as I possibly could. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You know, that those things can only help you. They can't hurt you. Absolutely. And you mentioned kidney solutions, and that was going to be one of my next uh, questions was, you know, um, let's let's talk a little bit about kidney solutions and, and what they provide and, and uh, the support groups. Because for me, you know, early on when uh, when I met Kent, um, which true story, uh, Kent, I, I met him at a local Denny's <laughs> and uh, I didn't know Kent from Adam. I mean, I I didn't know who he was. And uh, in fact, I told my wife when I left out, I said it if this guy's weird or something, I'm going to let you know, and you, you're free to call uh, 911 if, if needed. <laughs> and uh, when <laughs> little did I know Kent was like, an, you know, he was an angel. He was a godsend to me, literally. And when I met Kent within the like first 30 seconds, I said, no, this guy is like amazing, incredible. And I knew I was in good hands. And uh, when he kept mentioning that everything's free and I'm going to help you. And I'm like, okay, you know, but literally here it is almost three years later that I've met Ken. I've never been billed for anything. Ken's never asked me for a dime. He never will. Um, And so, and and when I got involved with the support group, which by the way, the support groups meet on Monday night, uh, 6 p.m. Central. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays. Yeah. And it's free to, to all patients, uh, patient family, if they want to come in, ask questions. Uh, if you're if you're interested at all about learning uh, about being a living kidney donor, we have resources for that as well. Uh, we have a we have a living kidney donor advocate, uh, and she'll be glad to answer any questions uh, that you may have. Uh, Shannon so we have Mulroy. The, yeah, Sh- Shannon Mulroy, and uh, and so we have things like that. But the support group going back to that, it was huge for me, uh, in a time that I was completely in the dark. I mean, my eyes were as, as wide as, you know, as saucers, you know, and I was like deer in headlights <laughs> with uh, kidney failure. And so when Ken offered me to come into the support group and I, I met other patients that were, you know, had either experienced kidney failure or currently, uh, on the list for a transplant or, doing dialysis, I, I began to realize that I wasn't alone in this and I had friends and I began to build a relationship with, and, and Jim's one of them. Um, and uh, it was huge for me, man, that support and that sense of community uh, in a support group. And the great thing, like I said, it, it didn't cost me anything. It was completely free. Um, it was a no brainer and it really was huge for me. So talk a little bit about what the support group does for you as well. Sure. Sure. You, you mentioned it. You hit it right on the head. You know, after you're, you're, you're diagnosed, after you speak to your doctor, 
after his nurse hands you a three-page pamphlet about kidney disease and PKD and says to you, this is all you you need to know. I mean, you, you do have that feeling that you're kind of isolated and alone. The, the benefit is of a support group is that you find out exactly what you said, Jonathan. You know, you're not alone. There are other people in your situation. There are other people that have have been there. There are other people that have dealt with the things that are coming up on your horizon. And there are other people that have the same questions that you do or had the same experiences that you're about to have. And they can answer those questions. They can direct you. They can tell you, you know, take a look at this, talk to this person, read this, I'll send you an article, here's a link. Uh, you know, all, all that that type of thing. And it, 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 it's just like you, you mentioned, you're no longer alone. You're among people that are like you. You're among people that have experienced things above and beyond your experience. And you're with people that want to help. They're not doing it for the money. They're, they're not trying to make money off of you exactly. they're trying to help you what 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 really underlies the whole thing about a support group john is is exactly what we talked about earlier we want to make sure that you're aware we want to make sure that you don't have some of the same i fell out of bed and hit my head type of uh, experiences exactly that you're in the know, you're educated, that you know what to ask, that um, frequently, you know, we, we have people in, in our support group that if somebody's inexperienced goes to see their doctor, they take an experienced guy with them. So they've got another set of ears in the room. They have people that can ask intelligent questions. They can remind you about things that uh, you want to wanted to ask you know sometimes you get in front of the dock and you just freeze up you know all your big plans and the things you needed to discuss you know you you might get derailed when the doctor says well you know you sure. have polycystic kidney disease there's no cure um eventually you're probably going to die from it in the meantime you're going to have to go on uh, dialysis, and you know, all these sorts of mm -hmm. things are very upsetting. Oh, absolutely. Here's some and high blood pressure medication, and oh, yeah, we're putting you on a, a kidney diet, which means no coffee, no caffeine, no red meat, low sugar, low protein. In other words, you know, you're basically going to be eating salad for the next four or five years. Good luck and God bless. Here's a pamphlet. You, you know, that. It's no wonder people seek support from people like us. Uh, absolutely. And then just the other night we had a renal dietitian on um, and she was incredible. And she answered a lot of questions. It was a great meeting. Oh, yeah. And, right. And, and, you know, yeah. on the balls of her feet. Yeah. And it was completely, completely free. Wonderful. Yeah, it was free information. It was it was free to you. All you had to do is have the link and. You could have came in and, and listened and and she was incredible and she answered everybody's questions. She was not in a rush. She um, it was very explanatory, talking about real questions that patients have. Uh, it wasn't like something that she was reading out of a book or a pamphlet. 
And she was, you know, taking questions. She was talking. And a lot of things have changed. A lot of things. That's why you got to be really careful about what you read on Google and, and old literature, um, you know, because a lot of things have, have kind of changed uh, over the years about uh, renal diets and, and things like that. So it's good to you go have to, to be these. a little discerning. That's right. Yeah. And you have to go to these new these meetings to find out, you know, what is new and what is, you know, happening on the horizon of a kidney disease and and how to treat it and how you're supposed to. And like you said, it's it's not a death sentence completely. It's a and it doesn't mean that you're going to be eating salad and like a rabbit the rest of your life. It just it just means that you're going to have to be a little more mindful about uh, consumption. And, And like Kent says, everything in moderation. (laughs) <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, and it, you get some gray sound advice. We don't we don't give people medical advice or anything like that because, you know, that's up to your medical team. And, and we ask for people to, you know, go go talk to their and refer to their medical team. But it's a great place for people to to find that sense of community. And and uh, it's awesome. Uh, Jim, talk, Jim, you're talk to your nephrologist. Write oh, down always. your questions before you go in. Yeah. Take them with you. Take somebody as an extra pair of ears. Make sure you ask all your questions. Absolutely. Make sure you get an answer to all of your questions. If yeah. you don't, you you don't get an answer. Ask somebody who's a little more experienced, and and you know, guys like us will look it up for you. We'll make sure yeah. that we, we give you the right answer. Yeah. And it's good to Jim mentions to take someone with you because let me tell you, uh, when you're facing kidney failure, especially when you get further into uh, you know stage five, your your mind is not uh, working as great as what you think think that it is. At least in my case, uh, and I and, and you're not remembering stuff. You you know you got the brain fog and all that going on. So if a doctor tells you you were supposed to do this, this, and this, by the time you get home, you may have that twisted into something completely different. And so that's why it's great to take someone else with you. They can take notes, uh, i.e. a boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse. Uh, and if you don't have that, then take take your best friend or uh, take take someone from your, your community. Um, you know, whoever you can your, get that, that, that you trust. Your church, one of your, your clubs. Church. Sure. Absolutely. Great advice. Great advice. Jim, I'm going to ask you, where does your passion come from? Where, because you are highly passionate. <laughs> there, there are a couple things that, that influence me that uh, I, I think we need to talk about here. First of all, uh, being with my, my dad, um, he was uh hospitalized at St. Margaret's Hospital here in Hammond, Indiana for an entire month before he passed away. He never came home that that month. He was one of the first people in the 1980s to be put on peritoneal dialysis in our area. And they used to ask him to go speak to other people about peritoneal dialysis, its advantages, its disadvantages, particularly people that were active and wanted to keep working, you know, that type of thing. Sure. Well, here's my dad in the hospital, and one of the nurses comes in and says to him, there's a guy down the hall, 
Um, he wants to ask some questions about PD. Would you please go down the hall and speak to him? So, you know, they see me there all the time. Like at that point in time, I was there 10, 12 hours a day. I mean, when he woke up, I was there. So we put him in one of those old rickety wood wheelchairs, right? And I got my arm wrapped around him and I take him down the hall to meet this guy. Now, my dad is, was not like me. He was not like my mother where I, where I get it from. He's not an extrovert. He was an introvert. And he talked to the man and he stuttered and he stammered and he struggled. And that whole time was difficult for him. And I know it wore him out because on the way back, I had to use both arms to hold him in the wheelchair. And I had to kind of push him along with my legs and we zigzagged our way back to his room. And they, they actually had to put him in a lift and a Hoyer device to lift him out of the wheelchair and put him back into his bed. That's how tired he really was. But he did it. You, you know, Jonathan, he did it. And he passed away maybe a week later, no longer than a, a week later. Wow. So my thought has always been, if your dad could do that, knowing he was sick, knowing he was never going to go home, knowing he was going to die, you know, what... What people ask of you is minor, you know, and that's part of my passion. The other thing was when I first went on dialysis, I was angry because I, I, I knew where this led. You know, my dad had five years on dialysis and he was gone. So I thought, well, this is the beginning of the death march. So I wasn't real happy about that. Mm -hmm. And. When I got to the dialysis lab, there was this woman, Maureen O'Brien. Maureen had been a pediatric kidney patient, which I didn't even know existed. John, I didn't realize children could have this disease. And she had had three or four kidney transplants already and was wow. getting ready to have another one. And she kind of took me under her wing. You know, she sort of looked after me and she was always very encouraging and upbeat and always seemed to say the right thing well i lost her a few years back but i got to know her real well as a friend uh, I, I i wrote blogs about her i did interviews with her uh you know she invited me into her home she showed me pictures of when she was a little catholic school girl in her little plaid skirt and her white blouse. And, and they were trying to raise money at that time so she could get uh, the help that she needed. Because back in those days, you couldn't get listed unless you came up with like $50,000 first from the hospital. Okay. Wow. Can you imagine being six, seven years old having to deal with this? And she, she dealt with it like it was nothing. So... When I think back on it, and it, it makes me emotional sometimes, I, I think to myself, you owe these people. You owe it to these people 
you you owe it to the people that believe in you have put their trust in you that contact you that ask you for information that look up to you you owe all these people 100 percent of your best effort so the reason that i do it the reason i'm so dedicated to it the reason that i'm passionate about it is because when i needed help when i needed an example when i needed advice when i just needed a friend to to say you know it's going to be all right people reached out to me and that's why i use social media john because as you know from your own experience you can reach a whole lot of folks that way sure and that is what motivates me to do the things that I do and that's why I do them because somebody out there helped me when I needed it. Wow, that's incredible. I am just motivated by listening and and um I mean that's just, both of those were were beautiful reasons um and so um I could see why you're emotional cuz it's uh hitting me as well. <laughs> it's hitting the old emotional cords inside of me and um so i can feel why you're so passionate and um i'm sure your father and if you you see how that works out john then yeah when jonathan trailer is is new to the kidney community Mm -hmm. and he reaches out to us when someone is new to the kidney community and they reach out to us we've been there you know we're a little further down the road. We we have had other people that helped us set a, a good example. That's why we do it. I don't want my kidney friends to go through the same nonsense. And I'm cleaning that up a little bit, John, because I know you have nice people on your broadcast. The same nonsense as as I did. Yeah. I want them to have a better experience. And when it comes to, to younger advocates, there's nothing that makes me happier when a, a young man, a, a young woman reaches out to me and says, I, I you know, I want to advocate. Can you help me? Oh, hell yes. You're <laughs> right. I'm happy sure. to help. Sure. Happy Absolutely. Help. I want to give a shout out to my friend Cecilia. I see she's talking on the screen. so. Hi, yes. Cecilia. Cecilia Santana. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in tonight. And she was saying hello. And so it's always nice when people from the kidney community. Um, Our good support. friend from New York. Yeah. Support See, us. And that's, that's the other thing. It's huge. Jonathan, as you know, I, I know people all over the world now. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people in Italy and France and Mm-hmm. Germany, uh, you know, I've interviewed some of those people on my uh, broadcast. You remember that story about the one guy that lived in London and the other guy lived in Belgium, and okay, they're yeah. both artists. And yeah. the one guy wanted to donate to the other guy, and all the nonsense that they went. Yeah. Uh, just, just so you know, folks, they were actually 
in the hospital to do the kidney transplant. And they wheeled the guy down that was the donor to donate to the other guy. And the orderly got like a phone call. And there was an argument. And then they wheeled him back up to the room that he was sharing with the guy that was supposed to receive his kidney. And they're both looking at each other like, what just happened? Yeah. And then some doctor comes in and explains to them, oh, well, your surgeon had a couple of emergency surgeries last night and she's had it. So you guys are going to have to come back and try to do this again another time. Yeah. Right. And I mean, does the I donor guy a... give up? You know, does, does he say, well, you know, this is a bit much, you know, this is a lot to expect. No, no. They go back, they get the mission accomplished, everybody happy. They're, you know, yep. they're still great friends. That's one of the coolest kidney stories of all time. And, <laughs> yeah, and that, I believe there the was a language. Talking about. Made there was friends a language all, barrier all too, over huh? the world. There, were, there was a bit of a language barrier or something. They had to interpret it or something. Uh, right. So one guy yeah. didn't speak any German. Yeah. And so he's in, he's in the hospital. And they're making all these decisions about what they're going to do. And he doesn't understand anything they're saying. Yeah. So imagine doing that, going in for a kidney transplant, and you, and you can't understand <laughs> anything they're saying to you. Yeah, that's insane. So, but, Jim, man, I appreciate you sharing um, your story with us tonight. And um, it's been incredible. And we've talked about a lot of stuff. And, and um, the most you know inspirational talking about your father i'm sure he's looking down and super proud of you and uh, what you're doing what you're accomplishing accomplished you know uh in in the, in the kidney community and um i've got in the description i've got the link to um i believe it's for the aakp and it, and it kind of describes uh, all the accolades and and the positions and things like that that uncle jim myers uh, is held he's got quite an extensive list and not not to toot his to horn check but... out my bio and uh <laughs> you know if there's anything you you want to know uh i have a website on blogger.com kidney stories on blogger.com check me out mm -hmm. you know like i said i'm happy to help and uncle jim also hosts a podcast that we talked about earlier uh kidney stories Kidney, kidney Stories 2. You want to talk a little bit about Kidney Stories 2 yeah, and where people yeah. can find uh, it? We do live broadcasts on uh, Kidney Stories 2. I have some interesting things uh, coming up. I'm going to be talking to a, a woman tomorrow. We're going to be doing a recording that will play on the 30th of December. She has PKD. Uh, she had a double nephrectomy when she was quite young. That means they took both of her kidneys away. They put her on uh, dialysis. Um, she and her husband were not a match. However, the husband donated to somebody else. An impaired donation that moved my friend, uh, Wendy Crowder, up the list. Someone else donated to her. That kidney has lasted 19 years. Um, it's currently failing. So she's looking for another donor. She's, she's looking for a preemptive 
kidney transplant, a transplant that comes before dialysis. By the way, always ask that new nephrologist of yours if if preemptive kidney transplants is an option because sometimes these guys will tell you, well, you know, you're sick. When it gets to the point you go on dialysis, you know, you get your transplant after dialysis, and that's not completely true. I mean, you may have to find a live donor, but, you know, don't be, hesitate to ask them about preemptive transplant. Any rate, that, that lady is going to be uh, going live on the 30th. This Friday, I'm talking to uh, one of John's old uh, interviewees, uh, Sharon Simpson Rouse. We're going to be oh. talking about kindness for kidneys, her uh, international uh, not for profit. She I has guess. a fascinating kidney stories. She is all over the place. You name a, a, a media platform, Sharon has been there. So we're going to we're going to talk about that a little bit and uh, should be interesting stuff. So um, you want to know more about my my broadcasts or, or follow me, drop me a line. You know, send me an IM on Facebook. Look me up on Twitter. I'm I'm happy to provide you with the information. Absolutely. And then inside the description of this uh, video on YouTube, you'll be able to go back and, and go in the description and find the link to Jim's YouTube channel. So we're going to ask for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe and uh, click the bell and you'll get notified of all of his brand new videos coming out and brand new podcasts. Anything that Jim's doing uh, will be on there. So you'll be able to click that link easily in the description. Also, I've got the link to uh, his bio from the AAK. Uh, which, by the way, uh, I'll put out a shameless plug. If you want to join the AAK, it's free. Uh, you just go to the AAKP.org, and um, they, they, their website's pretty extensive. I don't know the exact, uh, you know, where to what page to click on to, to join, but you can easily find it once you uh, access. You the know, AAKP. go to Google and type in "join the AAKP." You'll find sure. it. Sure. And they're and they're actively always looking for ambassadors and uh, people that want to be get involved. And it's a great organization to get involved with. So, uh, Jim is a uh, you're a chairman or you're a board member. I know that. board director. Yeah, yeah. and it, yeah. it's the oldest and largest kidney organization in the United States. It's strictly patient oriented. Um, you know, I'm very proud to be a a member. You, you need help with that. Drop me a line. I'm happy to help you. Absolutely. You know, when uh, it's a great thing to get involved with. I mean, they have walks and uh, they have national patient meetings and, and different uh, educational videos and series and things like that. And once you get involved, they'll send emails to you and they'll invite you to all the new stuff. So it's just great to be involved. Um, I mean, I'm involved with a, a couple of non-pro or, you know, uh, organizations like that, as well as, uh, you know, AAKP. I'm also involved with the NKF as well, National Kidney Foundation. Um, you can join them as well. I'm also involved with the American Kidney Fund. Uh, one of the main reasons why that I'm involved with the American Kidney Fund like that I am is because when I needed uh, financial help, AA or American Kidney Fund uh, assisted me. And uh, they they helped me out for for like a year, and uh, gave me gave me assistance. And uh, and because of that, you know, I give back by by doing and being involved with their walks. And uh, over the years, the last couple of years, I've raised a few thousand dollars. I think uh, that I've raised not 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 bragging on myself or tooting my own horn or anything, but uh, it's been a great way to give back and pay it forward for uh, an organization that 
that was really there for me when I needed them the most. And so I uh, can't say enough about uh, organizations like the uh, AAKP, NKF, or uh, AKF. So uh, great, great organizations to get involved with. All good outfits. Yes, sir. Uh, Uncle Jim, any last words before we uh, close out the show? Uh, any words of hope or any shout outs that you want to give to people? Yeah. Um, in closing, what, what I'd like to say is that to me, it's very important to raise awareness and to educate people about kidney disease. And if you have kidney disease and you have issues and you have experiences, don't be afraid to speak out about your experiences. Don't be afraid to share with others, uh, speak out at, at meetings, uh, speak out at schools, uh, use social media, uh, you know, spread the word, get affiliated with some larger kidney advocacy groups like the National Kidney Foundation, the American Association of Kidney Patients, the American Kidney Fund, another group I'm involved with, the Chronic Disease Coalition. and make a contribution, uh, help someone else. Um, and you know, do something in that area that's meaningful to you. Like, like me, for example, I, I could talk about polycystic kidney disease until the cows come home just because of my family's experience with it. So, you do the same thing. You find something that's meaningful to you and you let the world know your feelings about it, your experiences with it. And don't be afraid. Don't, don't hold back. You know, tell them the truth, man. And uh, anything you can do, because you know, us old guys, we're not going to live forever. We need young guys like John, <laughs> you know, to kind of pick up the baton. So. This is, this is your Uncle Jim trying to encourage all those young advocates out there to keep paddling your canoe and don't give up. Absolutely. And uh, we appreciate the uh, the older generation with uh, Jim and, and Kent and um, Armand and so many others that are just a wealth of knowledge for us younger guys. I'm not a young spring chicken anymore, but I'm uh, 45 now. <laughs> but... I you got know, shoes older <laughs> But, you know, it would be great to see some guys that, and unfortunately I hate to see cases of anyone experience kidney disease early in life, like uh, in their teens or even younger or in their 20s, uh, but it happens. And it'd be great for people to be involved uh, that are that young and start realizing that, this is part of their calling that they need to share their story and, and try to help others along just like me and you are doing and, and, lead a, gen and lead a generation and, 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 and make it not trendy, but make it cool. Make it like it's, it should, it's a normal thing. Like, Hey, you know, I advocate for kidney disease. You know, do you, you should, you should be too, you know, and uh, the same thing with organ donation. I mean, Organ donation or being a donor should be just secondhand. I mean, everybody should be a donor, right? It should be the thing to do. But 
unfortunately. That's another show, you know. We could come back and do a whole nother show on that. Oh yeah, invite <laughs> me back, baby. I would love to talk yeah. about that. <laughs> another show that I'd love to do with you and Kent is talking about preemptive transplant. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. And it's Mr. It, it, Kent, it, over 40 years with a preemptive transplant from his brother. Yeah. And not, and not everybody's going to qualify for that. And not, and everyone's story is a little bit different of how they're going to get to kidney transplant. But um, really there's no reason to wait until you are facing, you know, stage five ESRD to, and going on dialysis. Uh, At least have the choice. Right. At least yeah. be told and be informed that you have the choice. Well, you, you should actively be looking for a donor, um, you know, and, and your nephrologist should be helping you talk to you about that rather than pushing you toward dialysis. But like I said, that's a that's a whole nother podcast that we could do. <laughs> and I think it'd be a very impactful one. Have me back. I'd be happy to talk about it. Let's bring Mr. Kent. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, Jim, man, I really appreciate you in the kidney community. You are uh, a strong advocate, a mentor. Uh, I'll call you friend because we, we are friends. You're my friend. <laughs> Definitely. And, and uh, Jim, Jim's been a good guy to me, and uh, I've actually had to call him uh, on his personal phone and, and talk with him and, uh, regarding just different situations. Jim, Jim's been there for me and, good, and a good friend. And, uh, Happy so to I, talk I mean, to you time, Jonathan. <laughs> so listen, if you if you want to check out Uncle Jim's show, like I said in the description, the link is there. Uh, the information about Uncle Jim as well about what what he's doing in the kidney community is there also. And uh, we'd love for you to support Uncle Jim and what he's doing with his podcast and broadcast. And also check out kidneysolutions.org. I don't have that in the uh, description, but it's uh, all added. It's easy to do. Uh, we talked about kidney solutions in this podcast. Uh, definitely want to send a shout out to Kent Bressler, um, who's a huge mentor and advocate friend as well. And um, he's he's been very impactful in, in both of our lives uh, and a, and a yeah. great person. So uh, you guys, uh, you guys go check out kidneysolutions.org. Also uh, send a quick shout out to uh, Sharika Brookins. Uh, thanks again for uh, dropping by Dr. Brookins. Uh, just a really uh, incredible um, person. Um, she, she's been on my show before. You can go check that out. If you'll scroll back, uh, she does, um, uh, remote renal, uh, care, uh, for, um, uh, she, she does the, um, what do you call them? Telehealth. She's, she's, she's doing telehealth. So she's a nephrologist oh. that, that utilizes telehealth and, uh, she's, she's an incredible, uh, interview. So uncle Jim, uh, feel free to reach out to her. She may be a person of interest. Send her email. I'll contact her. Yeah, she's a, she's, she's a very articulate and she's a, an amazing guest. And I uh, really appreciate her for uh, uh, showing support. All, everyone that sh showed love and support tonight, uh, Cecilia, um, Emily was on here as well. Um, and she's a really sweet lady that uh, has showed me a lot. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Oldham. I'm sorry. Elizabeth, yeah, another friend of ours. Elizabeth another friend of ours. And, uh, she's, she's a great person. Also my friend Kyle, uh, from Toronto with uh, kidney conversations. Um, Kyle is a, a great friend of mine up in uh, the uh, Toronto, Canada area. And so he's a, a really good guy. Uh, he's, uh, also, uh, he, he helps care with his wife, uh, who does peritoneal dialysis. 
she also suffers with uh, polycystic kidney disease as well. So she great, uh, wow. great show. A whole bunch of cool broadcasts. <laughs> so she's a. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just reach out to them, and uh, any any of those, uh, you can go back and refer to this podcast and uh, get the information, or or I'd be happy to share it with you. But uh, again, again, guys, I uh, really appreciate your support for Hope with Jonathan. Uh, glad that you guys uh, could join us tonight. We're going to go ahead and end this show. You guys take care. God bless. Take care of your kidneys. We'll see you guys Watch next time. Thanks, folks. Hey guys, have you been over to HopeWithJonathan.com? You can actually listen to the audio podcast, watch live streaming interviews, purchase merch to help support Hope With Jonathan podcast, read blogs, and much, much more. For more information on this, go check out HopeWithJonathan.com where we share stories of hope.